So part of this is uh, you have to be real. So I have in the previous interviews, hand on heart, can't be fake. You have to be real. You're going to be real? Yeah, I'll be real. <laughs> as long as you don't ask me questions, which are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, promise. Think <laughs> okay, and your homework was to describe yourself in one word. I um, I went for honest, um, probably more so from you know from coaching. Um, pretty bit of a straight shooter with our players, and and um, I think that just crosses over because obviously you don't. It's hard to be someone that you're not in coaching for a long period of time. So um, I think that's something I. Uh, that I am. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll second that for sure. Let's get into it. Kelvin Wright, you are a premiership winning Broncos coach in the NRLW. You're going into your third season as the coach, but you've coached the Kiwi Ferns. You've coached the junior Kiwis. You've been an assistant coach for the men. You've been around a long time. What is it most rewarding about coaching these women's Broncos sides? Uh, I think uh, one of the most rewarding things is, yeah, especially in the women's, you get players that haven't played much. So they a lot of them don't have a background in rugby league. So you can uh, players can go from not being in the game or being very new to the game to playing at an elite level very quickly. So you get to see... Um, you know, players succeed, I suppose, a lot uh, in a short period of time. And that's that's really re- rewarding when you see players, I suppose, achieving great things in the game. And uh, if you've had a small part to do with that or helped along the way, that, that's very rewarding as well. And, um, you know, individually and then ultimately as a team, when you see what how much effort and work they put in on the field and at training, and um, it, it's obviously very satisfying when you see them uh, come together and do it and the, the camaraderie and, and how much they care for each other and then they, to get the success with that is it's it's uh, great to see the players uh, enjoying themselves and succeeding. Is that a big part of why you coach the women? Because a lot of people would say, why, why the women's game? You've proven yourself that you could coach at a higher level in the men's. So why are you putting so much time and effort into coaching? Uh, what is at the moment only a six-week competition? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is something I probably fell into a little bit and it's just, uh, I was fortunate to get an opportunity at the Broncos when I came to Australia and, uh, oh, I don't know, there was just a connection with the players and, uh, you know, with the club and it was just, there's just something special about the group and, um, sort of the culture that's there and, um, yeah, I just, uh, I suppose I've just got a lot of time for the people involved and staff and players and I just, uh, you know, I feel committed to them and loyal to them. And um, so I want to make sure I, I give my best, um, yeah, to, to that group of people. So, uh, yeah. and it is, I, I really enjoy coaching it. So um, it's just, it's good fun. And, and that's just where I am at, at at the moment. So, yeah. Do you feel like you've reached um, one of your career highlights? Like where does this rate in terms of what you've done in your career? Um, oh, for me, oh, there's a few things. Like, obviously, whenever you get to coach, um, you know, represent your country. So, like, when I was involved with um, New Zealand teams, um, that, that's always very rewarding. And 
um, something that you grow up wanting to do from when you're younger. Um, I can't say I thought about this when I was a young kid. It's not something I expected to be doing. So, um, but for me right now, this is the most fun that I've had in the game. Um, and I'm, again, it's probably just that connection with the playing group that um, that's there and obviously all the new players that come into it, but it's, uh, it, it is the most fun. I'd, I'd love to love it if obviously if it went a lot longer, um, um, but that, that's just where it's, where it's at at the moment. So um, right now winning the premierships is for me probably sits at the, it, for me probably sits at the top of the tree for, um, for from the, especially from an enjoyment factor and uh, it like people can say there's only there's only been four teams it's only been four rounds but that's sort of besides the point I mean you can say the same about a World Cup that's only one competition that's based over a few games so um, you know you can only beat who's put in front of you so um, the enjoyment factor and satisfaction of winning is still there so it rates very highly. I like it. I like it a lot. Talking about premierships. So uh, Paul Dyer took the first one as coach for the Brisbane Broncos. You led, uh, will coach the women to the next two. You're the hunted coming into this fourth season. I can't believe we're talking about a fourth NRLW season, but how do you keep the women mentally fit? Uh, Because I think that could be one of the biggest parts coming into this competition is um, not getting complacent. You've dropped one game, I think, in the last three years. Uh, yeah, we really, it's a big focus. Once we come into a new season, we sort of take our learnings and there's lots obviously we can build on because we've got a cool group of players. So we don't want to lose what we do well. But at the same time, um, because there's such a big turnover of players each year, you're talking 50% of players every season that are new to the team. So that team and the same again this year, that team hasn't won anything. Mm. Um, so we we make sure we really address that, um, that we start again and... Um, you know, we've got to re- readdress and make sure the standards are met, uh, make sure we make any changes that are necessary. Um, but we don't talk about three peaks or four or anything like that. It's just about um, this season and generally just game to game. So, um, yeah, it's funny you say too, like you might think we're the hunted, whereas I'll turn it around and say we're the hunter. So, ah, you know, I like it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's something that, um, you know, that we sort of, I suppose, uh, just talk about, you know, we run through different themes as, and different uh, all the time as well. Just, you know, have a bit of fun with it to make sure everyone's engaged. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, we don't want to sit back and wait for everyone to come after us. We also want to be going after them. Yeah, absolutely. And you've held a lot of the core group together. When you look at the competition, we haven't seen all the teams finalised. We don't even know if it's 110% confirmed it's going to go ahead the first week of the grand oh, the week of the grand final. Let's hope it does. Who's the Smokey? Uh, of all the other teams? Mm. Um, oh, <laughs> to be fair, I don't really care, to be honest. But um, I, I would say Newcastle. That is a winning, that is such a winning coach's answer. I like yeah. it. That's good. Okay. Newcastle though, if you have to pick one. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Blake and um, I've had a lot of communication with him as well um, coming into the competition. So, um, you know, I'm sure he'll do a great job and um, I know he's got some really talented players there as well. What about a Smokey in your team? 
Oh, like um, what? Like a breakout player? Mm. Um, oh, don't hold back. I want to know. <laughs> oh, look, there, I'm sure there'll be a couple of players that we haven't uh, announced yet. Like if we talk, if we want to go outside the box, so player that no one, um, you know, like not one of the players I throw, suppose that's part of that core group. Um, oh, who have we got? Um, just trying to think outside. Trying the box, not to but... spill any secrets. That's what you're doing. Come on. <laughs> Nah, there's a couple of players I'm really looking forward to watching. Um, uh, look, Caitlin Phillips is someone that's come up that played a little bit off the bench last year for the Roosters. Um, mm-hmm. She's based now in the southeast Queensland, and I really like like her attributes. She's got uh, she's very quick, um, so I'm really looking forward to her um, getting to play behind the likes of Millie Ball and Chelsea Lenarduzzi and these other players, like rather than her be sort of. Um, I suppose, have to get that go forward. Okay. Um, yeah, she's someone I'm really looking forward to watching. I've watched her play and she's been part of the Indigenous team for a couple of years and, you know, she's experiencing RRW. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to, um, I suppose, seeing Caitlin Phillips um, yeah. play and see, to see what she can do. New face up there. All right, yeah. cool. Caitlin Phillips, I'll write that one down. It's always interesting. I'll take you away from Brisbane Broncos and just in your coaching career more broadly, who's been the the most talented player you've coached? You want to stick to women's rugby league? It can be any player. Oh, um, look, I... The person that probably most excites me watching them play, I would say. Did you coach them? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, um, I'll give you two because I think male and female. In the females game, the most exciting person for me is uh, Tamika Upton. Mm-hmm. She, you know, I think every time she gets the ball, uh, something great could happen. And I think. You know, she's a once in a generation sort of player that's, um, you know, and we sort of forget that she's still very new to the game as well. So um, really exciting what, um, not only what she's done, but what she can carry on doing. Um, but uh, coming through, just some, some of the players in the in younger grades like that I coached, um, you know, I... I really enjoyed coaching um, Isaiah Papali'i, who's now obviously now at Parramatta Eels. So um, he's someone, I suppose, I had him when he first came to rugby league as a 17-year-old and um, for a couple of seasons there, and he was uh, floating back and forth, but he made an immediate impact and his attitude and dedication and just who he is as a person, as um, you know, you could tell he was going to be a very successful, I suppose, rugby player or league player, no matter which one he chose uh, from an early early age with the way he trained and um, his commitment and dedication to what he did. So I'm really pleased to see him going um, going so well now. So did you coach him NYC um, at Warriors? Correct, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's great to see him having such a good season, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's, um, you know, he really hit the – ground running when he first entered the Warriors era as as a you know as a sort of 18 19 year old and then um you know I know he had a couple of little small injuries but he just sort of um I suppose plateaued a bit and now to see him kick off again it's 
it's really good. He's uh, he's an exciting player and, you know, he's a great person. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he's become like a fan favourite too at Parramatta. Um, okay, women's game more broadly, if you were in charge, if you were Mr. Melandis or Andrew Abdo, what's the one thing you'd like to see improve in the women's game? Is it, um, you know, more money? Is it better coaching? Is it a longer competition? What What first comes to your mind? Uh, first comes to my mind is um, uh, more games, you mm-hmm. know. I, I, obviously, that comes with more money and all the rest of it, but um, I think the money's like, has to sit to the side. Um, yeah, to me, it's more games, uh, giving the players, the, you know, the more they can be involved at, a higher, uh, involved at a higher level, then I suppose the greater the game's going to get and the more players we can get involved at a higher high level with um, coaching and getting them around the better players, um, you know, we'll, we'll bring more players up to a higher standard. Um, I, I'd really like to see see it kind of sit as a standalone competition without the um, going through the preseason and club and like you know players are involved can be involved in four different teams throughout the season so um, I'd like to see a longer competition where they can dedicate a full preseason and um, they can um, play play for a longer period of time. Do you think realistically actually not realistically let's pretend we're dreaming would it be a a 12-week competition that's completely separate or are you talking 20 rounds um all clubs um oh look i don't think we've got the players at the moment to go all clubs um but if we can get to double figures i think that would be that would be really good in terms of teams um you know if you play 10 teams and um, yeah, possibly, I suppose, down the track, two rounds. But oh, oh, look, yeah. I, I'd, guess, I'd think between 12 and 16 games. Mm. Um, that's just off the top of my head. It's not something I've nah, thought too much about. But I would think, I'd think between 12 and 16 games. And um, look, as the opposite as well, I'm probably shifting it all to the start of the year so that uh, they can all the players can actually do a full pre-season at a NRW level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I know there's, there's obviously a lot that goes on behind the scenes uh, uh, for those decisions to be made. Yeah. Look, and, and you're not dissing it at all. It, it's one of those things that does take a little bit of time. I would personally love to push that uh, and accelerate it a little bit faster, but patience is key. In terms of the state of origin, you were coaching the under-18s Queensland side this year. For the women's open side, how much do we need it to be a three or two game series? Or do you like that it's just one game at the moment? Um, I don't know. It isn't something I've sort of thought about at the moment. I, um, yeah, for myself, I probably think, I don't think it needs to go to three games just yeah. yet. Um yeah, I suppose there's a few reasons behind that, but I think the big one is like the camps, the lead-up camps. Like that's, you know, like the players take obviously a lot of time off, um, you know, so do they then go into camps for longer periods of time? But I also think at the moment we're still restricted on who can be selected in all those teams. So oh, before we go to that, I'd probably like to see a bigger player pool of players that can be selected. Um yeah, down the track and 
yeah, I, I probably think for now, like one one games, um, one games enough. Uh, just probably just for the next like couple of years, and then maybe have a look at uh, two games or three games um, down the track. Okay. Um, I, just, I don't think we always have to compare it to the means. Like it might yeah. be like maybe they do origin twice in a year, but not like back to back. Maybe you get to play it, but then you like get the start of, after club season and play again after the NRW. I don't know. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be played consecutively maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's that a good, good just, plan. That would definitely give the teams that, um, uh, I suppose, the team that doesn't win maybe a chance to go back reassess. If there's another competition you might then uh, see some – different players that maybe haven't been noticed before, but um, playing in RRW and they come forward and they get their chance to play. So I, I don't know. It's just, I think we, we don't necessarily have to fo- uh, follow the male model. Yeah, that's true because we play origin so early. We haven't even started. What a lot of people don't understand is the NRLW hasn't even started. You're playing your state competitions and doesn't give enough opportunity for probably play a depth to prove themselves before you go into have camps. Queensland, they were in camp for about two weeks. New South Wales were a week and then you play the game and girls don't have the annual leave, <laughs> you know? No, nah, no, nah, exactly. And look, I, I'm a big fan of probably putting it after. I oh, know it depends again. It depends on the calendar year of how it all works. But um, yeah, I'm probably a big fan of putting, uh, you know, those games maybe after NRLW, but I mean, I, let's not forget I am a Kiwi, so I probably, I'm probably not one that should be commenting on State of Origin too much. Oh, you're basically Australian now. How long have you been here? <laughs> uh, nearly three years. Nearly three. That goes quick. Okay, um, now to finish, because I'm pretty sure you thought that I wasn't going to ask about you away from rugby league, but firstly, who is Kelvin as a coach? And then I want to know who's Kelvin away from the footy field. Um, as a coach, I suppose, um, oh, you probably, probably best ask the players that, uh, they're the, they're the what do you coach. pride yourself on? Like when you're putting together oh, a season and, and what do you want to be as a coach? You know, I really pride myself on, um, like preparation and sort of the detail and, 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 and the games, um, big fan of. I suppose skill acquisition and teaching, making sure players become better, like really like improve their skill sets and learn the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of video, a lot of skill acquisition and um, sort of really understanding what it takes to win football games. So really big on making sure that players understand they've got a, I suppose um, there's a sacrifice to, to pay if you want to have success. So um yeah, re- really big on that, and just preparation, and obviously creating a good culture, selecting good people to be part of part of your teams. Selecting good mm. people is that really important to make sure that the personalities match rather than uh, oppose? Uh, I would say it's extremely uh, extremely important um, that you select good people, um, and also to the point that I'll look at different playing qualities of the second row to make sure they complement you know, your alleys and your Terrans, um, you know, to make sure that their playing abilities and their, their playing styles complement each other as well. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, personalities, very important. Um, Got to make sure you talk to talk to players and, you know, re- real team first approach as well. So 
that that's vitally important what what they want to get out of playing with the Broncos or as well. Yeah, love it. And who's Kelvin away from the footy field when you're uh, not spending your whole entire life uh, training and coaching? <laughs> look, I'm probably pretty pretty uh, pretty quiet. Um, obviously, since I've been here, I'll uh, now and again I'll attempt to try and surf. Um, I'm awful, but I enjoy still being out in the water. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I suppose, pretty relaxed. Just enjoy doing the doing the basic things, just being down the beach, or um, you know, going out for going out for dinner and stuff. And then uh, obviously, I spend as much time uh, when I can with um, my daughter Ruby. So um, yeah, she's currently in, in New Zealand at the moment, but. Um, you know, we we have a very close relationship and we spend a lot of time together. Yeah, love it. There you go. Wasn't that, it wasn't bad. See, I wasn't too intrusive. <laughs> no, no, you weren't. Not too controversial. <laughs> and, and no, and now people know more about a premiership winning Brisbane Broncos coach and I appreciate you always giving me the time of day. So thanks, Colvin. No, thanks, Katie. You do obviously a fantastic job for, uh, for the game and especially for Women's Rugby League. Team, if you enjoyed that one, like and subscribe for me. And don't forget, we're here for a real time, not a long time.